Welcome to the Flyover Special. Uh, this is BJ with you tonight. I have a very special guest. Um, his name is King. I've known him probably about five years now. We used to work together. We're going to talk about everything from music, what he's been up to, acting, family, all that fun stuff. What's happening? And then I made him listen to my beats because he does music. <laughs> He tortured me. He was like, well, he was like, where's that one going? And I was like, it was just some weird stuff I made in the middle of the night. So, um, you've been doing well. I've been, I've been doing good. Been doing well. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, been it's, doing good. Real it's a, good. It's a new year, new start, yeah. whatever people want to say. Um, but like, I really got into music, and then like, you're the one of the first person I sent beats to, right? Yeah. Because I worked with you. You worked for me. Let's get this straight. You worked for me. Yeah. But like, you're one of the very few people that scared me. <laughs> Why did I scare you? Because of of your your vehicle um, altercations on 38th Street on your way to work scared me. <laughs> I literally said, "I right, man, you take your time. I'll see when you get here." No, you're just no bullshit kind of guy. <laughs> Uh, I sent them to you, and then like you gave me constructive criticism. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, I like that," and I'm like, "I don't. This is not good. Like, I need someone to tell me why it's not good." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, love you. You you you, you got to give constructive criticism. <clears throat> it's the only way to grow. I mean, you don't want somebody advancing on the idea that something's good and the shit's fucking terrible, and nobody's just telling them. You know what I'm saying? So it's better to. Go ahead and break the ice, especially if you're cool with somebody. You shouldn't have a problem telling a motherfucker the truth if you're cool with them. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing about it is you heard the first ones I've made, and then I played one of my – it's probably been six months probably since I texted you that maybe. Maybe it's been six months maybe. And then, maybe. And then I showed you the one that um, is kind of finished. Like I actually like it from start to finish, right? Yeah. And then you're like, wow, big change, and that was a huge compliment. Yeah. Cause it's, and that's why I want to talk to you about. It Cause you do you do acting, you do music. Yeah. I mean, starting up a, a family YouTube channel, which we'll get to. When did you know you wanted to do that? Which one? When did you know you? No, I'm talking about when did you know you want to be out in front? Whether it was acting, music. I would say uh, when I was in high school, like me and a couple buddies. Um, we would out well really when i was young my older cousins and stuff they were freestyle like break dancing and stuff and they would always be in the middle of the dance floor at the skating rink at the time this when all the kids would get together we would uh go to the skate rink from uh from about uh well the time of club hours from like 12 to 2 12 to 3 and coincidentally it was called the rump shaker because <laughs> i'm about to turn 41 in march yeah. how, how old are you I'm 33. Okay. Because I remember going to the skating rink when I was young. Yeah. And and then that was like the place to go. Yeah. And there was always that one dude that could do cool shit. It would irritate me. Yeah, I know. And it was <laughs> that was my cousin. So I'm like, and I'm super competitive, man. I do not, I'm not going to let, I, I can't let nobody beat me at shit. I, I can't. I just, it's, I cannot. <laughs> so I learned how to dance and I was in the middle with him next summer and it just went up from there. You did know, you I, have your own shoes? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I never did. I always had those brown leather ones, like the real bad faded ones, like that the, the, they let you use there. And like the, they're you know they're not well taken care of. They break your ankles as you go. Yeah. Mom didn't yeah. have the money to invest in yeah. those. <laughs> well, at the time, during that time, nobody was really skating. Everybody was out there just dancing. You was either trying to freestyle or you was getting danced on by a female. So. Rum shaker. Where was, yeah. where was that? Here in Indy. Yep, the East Side Ring. <laughs> East Side Skating Ring. Yep. <laughs> I haven't been. They still have a skating ring in Franklin, and I and like I haven't. I I don't think I've been on skates probably since I was twelve, maybe younger than that. Man, the last time I was on skates, I probably. I think I was like twenty, three or twenty four. Was taking my oldest. No, I was like twenty five, taking my oldest son skating. Because, like I said, is it was something we did a lot, um, skating. And then the biggest thing I think about skating was was the music. Like you be just being there, and, and mm -hmm. then it's like hearing that music played so loud, and you yeah. feel the bass. That's why I loved going. Yeah, because they, they they play all this the stuff you want to hear. Can't forget the expensive ass pieces. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I that was so awful. <laughs> and then um it was good though. And then when you're in high school, um and then going from like first time to skate drink and then going to high school, like what changed? Like what what did you see? Like for me it was always the people that can get up and sing in front of people and like and be okay. Like I we I don't know how they felt. I mean they make me nervous as hell, but seeing yeah. that I was such in awe of people that could do that. They could stand up or play guitar or yeah. whatever they could do by themselves. Yeah. Was that is that did you had do you remember the first time you were on stage? Was you younger or was it after you got out of high school? No, nah, the first time I was on stage was in high school, actually. That was for uh, the talent show and, you know, just doing talent shows every year. And again, I was all, when I figured out how to dance, I became, you know, like a little center of attention. So I kind of became known from them and I kind of figured out the science of wooing a crowd. So, you know, I um, just used that to my <laughs> advantage growing up how was your nerves when you did that or is it just i mean because i played sports and, yeah. i mean i've been in those situations but it's almost different when you're doing like whether it's stand up or singing or yeah. acting or doing those or plays it, it's it's totally different than sports if someone says it's not it's totally different now my nerves no matter what my nerves are always i'm always nervous before like every time like every time I'm always nervous before the show or before whatever I'm about to perform. And when it's time to go and when it starts or say if, for example, a play, a stage play, when they say final time call or it's time to go, we about to start. And as soon as it starts, it just, everything goes away and I just, it just go. But it's kind of have that switch when it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah. And that's how I felt doing the stand-up. Yeah. Um, was like when it was time to go, as you, as I'm walking up there and they hand me the mic, I would be like, oh, man. <laughs> and I told you that. I, the, um, I, mean, I know we've done so many episodes, but like I'll tell it like I was with one of my close friends, Moy, who uh, King knows who. We work together. Mm -hmm. and, I, I, and, I, and I wish I drank, but I didn't at that time. Or yeah. I don't or whatever. And I looked at him and said, man, I don't remember – I don't remember any of these jokes, man. And where we worked at, we had a PAs where we could practice. I, yeah. I'd be in the store at 7 a.m. practicing. <laughs> I, I didn't know, know that. Trying to get my rhythm down. Because, you know, I'm said, always prepared, always on time, and just try to get my rhythm down, rhythm down. Yeah. And I walked up there, and then, like, one person laughed, and I was like, all right. What was your first joke? Uh, I think it was... Um, uh, I think it was one of my first jokes I remember was, yes, that is true. My name is BJ. Um, I figure I could either do comedy or gay porn, but as you can see, I kind of sucked at both. And then, um, and then I think I went into a lady. I said, a lady, I said, a lady said, saw me after the show and said, um, this is the other, this, the, this is how I brought the joke together. It's like, so there's a lady after the show that said, is your real name BJ? And I was like, course i'll play along yes it is ma'am she's like well why 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 do you why are you called that i was like well that's what my father said i should have been <laughs> she's like well that's awful i said well it's still not as bad as the first name he picked and she's like what's that i said abortion damn <laughs> that was that was either going to make it go well and it did people laugh because um and if it didn't i had a i had this awful joke wrote and it's an awful joke and it's and it said, it, and it said, I haven't seen a crowd so dead since nine eleven. And then if they mo if they moaned, I was gonna be like, all right, all right, I get it, never forget, you know. <laughs> so I I already had it said, and and then that's where I was like, all right, I take shit too far. Like I gotta reel it in, but like yeah. I, I said to some comedians, like, dude, that's funny, and I was like, yeah, but I want to be the guy, the nine eleven guy, and the blowjob guy. You Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> 9-11 blowjob guy. You, you take one of the best things in the world and then one of the worst, thing, worst things and then you, you're you just going to fuck up everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I, I love writing jokes, telling jokes, and I, I'm more comfortable doing this. I love yeah. doing this. Um, so, and I've gotten more behind the scenes and we were talking about it before we, we turned on the mics or whatever about um, 
do you still get each time you perform like you're talking about the, the play and having butterflies yeah. do you still get like the the, the high at the end of or course yeah that's one of thing course. i did i did like of course. that of course you know it's like sometime as a performer that's kind of the feeling you're chasing the high at the end you know you do all this um studying and all this practicing and it's just like okay, now it's go time, and once you perform, and at the end everybody's clapping, and you just like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, and that's and and that's one thing that we don't get instant gratification from doing these. But like Steph was just telling me, um, she's going to be an esthetician. Yeah, and she played our episodes for her um, classmates, or I don't, yeah, her classmates. And it's funny, like, hey, they, you know. They, think you're really funny and they're yeah. like all right good i mean that's 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 i'm happy with there um but i like to, i always i guess i want to know how things work i'm a why person i'm real yeah. annoying like i want to know like that's why i start making beats like all right how do you make music how, how do you get it from scratch into mastering which i now know and it's just yeah. amazing yeah and i enjoy that more and then um no one wants to hear a 41 year old man rap um some not unless you're good yeah you see my point I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna be uh, on the cover of like a two chains or something. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a, in his forties. What is the freshman cover of XL? I'm not gonna make that one. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Music's rough now a little Man. bit. It's rough a little bit. Terrible. Like, listening to it. Is there anything new you listen to at all? Nope. To be honest, no. I listen to what's on the radio. You know, it's a song by Drake. I like that song. They say time kill. Yep. I uh, you know that one. That's a nice song. I don't even listen to radio. I haven't listened to radio in years. Oh yeah. I I either listen to podcasts or I listen to, um, because you have iPhone too, right? So Mm -hmm. I have Apple Music. So I go in and listen to like uh, uh, what's called old school hip hop. Okay. Okay. Uh, Or I'll go in. Or I'll go in. Just I've created playlists or whatever. I listen to or listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, the newest music I could probably say I listened to was probably Juice World. Okay, that's probably because um, he was such a hip hop head. Yeah. When I look, when I was after he passed, I kind of and my yeah, Colin listens to him too, and a lot, I figured a lot of those kids, like as like I said, surrounded by teenagers, but a lot of them like the beat more than they do the music. But they like I didn't realize how many how much dudes love to sing. Yeah, yeah, they love to harmonize. Yeah, that's, I, yep. I and I didn't realize that. Yeah, because I always, I always came from okay, you know, from just like you know, lyricist, Karis one, and now now you got Drake who started. I'm not saying he started it, but he made it more popular. He made it more popular. J Cole's probably the other one I listen to a lot. J Cole is nice. He's real nice. I like his music. J Cole. I feel uh, like I missed five years worth of music somehow. Just five or ten years. Somehow I just missed it. Where you been? Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you know how I got back into it? Yeah. Is um, is what I do is if it's is if it's me, Lucci, and Colin, um, we would play the music game. I play a song, they play a song, and then we. That way, I'd be like, "Ooh, what is that?" And then I would save it on my phone. Okay. And then sometimes I'd be like, "Nope, yeah. <laughs> trash." Um, I just think image image is more important than substance now. The uh, when did you, when did you first start making music? I first start making. <clears throat> I first start making music. Um, it had to be twenty two thousand and. Three. That long 2003. ago? 2003. Wow. Yep, 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. I was in high school. I had always been writing and been around people that had been in the studio, but I never really had recorded myself. So, you know, I just took some little time, made a song, and it was me, my buddy Troy, and my buddy Rob. We all was on the song together, and... Do you still have it somewhere? I think so. Cause somewhere. Because technology changed so much from 2003 into, into now. It's actually on the CD. Is it? Yes. Oh, uh, I... <laughs> A disc. When you, how excited was you the first time you listened to it after it had been put on the CD? What? Man. <laughs> Too excited. Like, you know how you... 
Stop. You hear yourself? You're like, yeah, man, what? I want everybody to hear it. At that time, I had a flip phone, the uh, LG. No, what was it? Uh, I want to say Nokia flip phone. Yep. This sounds about right because, like, I remember that's 2003. It was 23. I think that's right when the flip phones first came out because um, I had a Sprint no, one. Oh, no. I had a Boost Chirp. Oh, okay. I had the Boost well, Chirp. I, <laughs> I had a Sprint flip phone it was like a walkie-talkie one or whatever yeah. but you could download um ringtones on it so i had like dmx on it yeah yeah, yeah. so every time it ring i've had a, I, I keep my phone on silent as much as i can but i yeah hell yeah dude, nowadays dude with ringtones now bothers me a little bit i ain't gonna lie <laughs> i'm like why do you have a ringtone on yeah there? it's like man that shit. if your phone rings more than three times a day don't have a ringtone now i do have a different tone for like when my wife calls. No, no, and that's no problem with that one. But what I'm saying is, it's the person that has the one ringtone. If they're playing some kind of music, where where it plays a like heavy metal, and it's like yeah. rah, rah, every time the phone rings, I don't have any ringtones purchased on my iPhone no, at all. No, not one. No, I don't even want. I, if I could leave my phone on vibrate all day, I would. <laughs> Man, I'll just leave it on and turn the sound all the way down. Yeah, like, it, it just makes it sound down. It's it's how trends have changed so much. So, and um, two thousand and three. When did you kind of make a turn? Like, hey, I want to do this a lot more often than just a one time thing. Well, I just kept with the momentum from two thousand and three. I just kept producing and kept producing, and just really haven't quit since then. And then, um, how, did you ever release like like a mixtape or did something a uh, full length of your own? Yeah, I've uh, I release, I say three or four projects. Some of them are on compact discs, and I do have them at home. Do you have uh, extras? I do because yeah. if you want, I still have my Walkman over there. And okay, that's, and I okay. have like nice right over there on that soundbar is the, it was sent from oh okay. Briner. Yeah, it's a, it's body count with a cop killer on the. So I like cool things. So if yeah. you have like original tapes, like concept, there's CDs from concept and CDs from other people and tape. I just, I just put them up in here. Okay. Yeah. No problem. I definitely make sure you get one because it's always a cool story. And I'm like, Hey, this is, this is one that's my man's. This is what he does. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Cause you don't know who does what. Cause there's still people that think that I'm on a radio station. Yeah. What channels that on grandma? I'm just not, <laughs> it's not on a... and <clears throat> how the consistency works is when i'm not performing on stage then i'd be making music so you know it's not something year after year it may be okay i put an album out or a mixtape out and then two three years go by i won't put nothing out for that span because i'll currently be working on stage plays or a movie or you know whatever i'll be working on at the time or sometimes the music may occur what I'm doing, so really just depends. Who is uh and this is I know this sounds so Oprah. Um, who is your influence in music? Like you're like, okay, this is who I listen to. This is who where you got some of your um I hate saying inspiration, but where you got some of uh yeah, inspiration is the best way to say it. I like Andre Thousand. That's one of my favorites. I like him. Yep. Nice. Yep. That's one of my favorites. Uh, of course, Tupac, uh, Big, you know, can't go without him. You know, just all the pioneers. Mine was um, KRS-One. Okay, Boogie Down Productions. Yeah, um, uh, that was he's still one of mine to this day. That that was probably one, and then DJ DJ Premier is probably because uh, what he did with Gangstar, what he's done with like other people like Redman and everybody else he's worked with is one of my favorite. Um, that's yeah, probably one of my favorite. I always like Terminator X, who was the DJ for Public Enemy. Okay, because because of all the samples and yeah. the loud sounds. Because yeah. when you hear a Public Enemy, you know it's Public Enemy. But that was the thing back in the '90s. You know the loud sounds and yep. uh, the hits and the, you know that was distinctive. And you know you knew who was coming on the track when you heard certain hits, and you like, oh, yep. So because I was watching it last night about the battle between like MC Shan and KRS-One 
um, about where hip hop was, where it started at. Uh, I've watched like 40 times before, but it popped up on a clip and I have to watch it. Okay. Cause you watch these crowds. So where'd you watch that at? It's on, it was on Facebook. Oh, okay. I hate saying that phrase, but it was on Facebook. <laughs> cause like if I'm, if I'm eating lunch, I don't have time to watch a whole show. Yeah. Cause I eat real fast and, and, and I'm in and out. So, um, I'll hit that little play button on Facebook and I'll watch little clips and okay. the algorithms created that I like to watch Yeah, stuff like that. So, because um, those were some some of my influences, and a lot of the same people you listen to, I listen to, like Outcast was amazing, Andre Three Thousand was amazing, yeah. And then how they got their start and hanging out in a small basement, yeah, Dante family, and just. It, everybody going coming from there so blossoming from the dungeon family yeah and that's and it's weird is because forever it was like new york and then it was west coast and then and then like then now it's 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 all over the place you got you know you have florida influence yeah and then still the new york influence and the west coast influence <laughs> but you, there's not a lot like but chicago you got common kanye came out of there um, you know what would be weird a rapper from idaho uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was just laughing at the cats just i mean the funny part is it or like south dakota yeah and there's a beef between north dakota <laughs> and south dakota and nobody cares because they're like well, i don't know where this place is like, look bro chill i'm from wyoming or well, that's where a lot of the stars are moving is wyoming <laughs> you know what fuck this i'm going back to wisconsin oh man <laughs> I've been. I was in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was. I've been in Wisconsin. And, and some, uh, some, oh, so uh, you know, like I feel like I could walk into inner city, and I, know, I never get nervous, right? Yeah. There's some places that make me nervous up there. In Wisconsin. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. I've it's, never been. Um, Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Milwaukee. I was up in Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I've heard about that. Yeah, but and it was. I've never been. It, I was. I was in a gas station. And uh, I was waiting to check out or whatever, and I they they were in line next to each other. So it's like me and you standing next to each other. The guy looks at him like, "Hey man, you holding?" He's like, "Yeah, I got you." As we're proceeding through the checkout line of like all these people, in the yeah, <laughs> and nobody said a word. And I was like, "All right," <laughs> and I'm sitting out. I'm I have on like a a, a fleece jacket with yeah. where I work at. No big deal. And then like I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I and I'm like I'm driving my my black car and I'm like this this not a good situation for me right now. Hey, well look, man, look, code is if he ain't talking to you, just mind your business. And then uh oh no, it was hilarious. But I remember taking someone else in there with me. I was like, You gotta come in here, look at this. Place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that stupid. I was like, You gotta see this place. That's and, funny. And then uh but yeah, I know where to get weed at and uh find a lack in in Wisconsin <laughs> if you need it. And uh is there do you like the process of making the music more being in the studio or or like a studio rat or do you like being a out on stage performing it more i can't say that i like one better than the other you know i can't say that i'm a rapper or an actor i'm you know an entertainer so everything ties in i like making music i like being behind the microphone and reciting what i like with passion or what i've wrote with passion and i like being on stage and when i have taken the time to create a character and give him life and study a person and give the character different like emotional points like make the character react out of anger or react out of you know like somebody real i had this these are people that i will have to create and remember to be them for a significant duration of time and cannot forget to be this person so it takes work and at the end for somebody to clap and congratulate you for that it's a an amazing feeling yeah there's something about the live audience clapped a lot the live audience appreciation it's it's something that like it's it, it's something that's weird that like if you haven't experienced it mm -hmm. and then and then you know and it's another thing for um for to get it sometimes like we were talking about before like like we were doing been doing i've since 2016 and um 
2016, I haven't missed a podcast since. Yeah. Like, I've done one every day since 2016. Not every day. I've at least either produced one or put one out since 2016. Nice. Right? You know, and that's something I've always done. And and it's weird when people get to know you from that and the people I met. But it was like having fans was weird. Like, people that know you but you don't know them. I was weirded out by that a little bit. For the... Let me see. I say for the first... On a major scale... I say the first time I was too, it was like a little surreal. It's like, dang, I kind of don't know these people, but they know me from acting or music, you know. I remember showing up to a party. It was it wasn't anything big. It was like a New Year's Eve, and then they're like, "Hey, they love the show. They want you to come over and hang out." <laughs> and I didn't talk the whole time because I was like, "I'm not. Yeah, like, that's just not me." If you see me outside, of, if if I'm doing a podcast or if I'm whatever, I'll talk. I'm very mm-hmm. talkative. Yeah, at work I have to talk. Yeah, but like at times, but it's New Year's Eve. I, I don't. I just want to chill, and I don't drink. I don't get crazy. So I just sat there and ate chips and salsa. And they're like, man, I thought that guy was a lot more fucking funny. Yeah, now I can I I don't mind talking. I can talk to any crowd. I like I like I like being the life of the party. So you you put me in there. I'm talking to everybody that walks by. I've seen I I've seen I've seen it when we work together. Certain people walk in, like I go take care of this. Like I bet you will. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And I'm like, see ya. Like I'm gonna go sit back in the office and just not have to deal with people. Yeah. Like I'm, I have no problem. I, I guess someone said I like that. I like I encourage confrontation. Like I, I wait for someone to be like want to like not argue, but like yeah. be a dick. And like I won't be a dick back. I'll just try to be, um, kind of a sociopath and not really sell it. <laughs> and where we used to work at, we used to get some shit. Man, the man, those people, terrible, terrible, and. Going out in the field was more terrible. Yeah. Especially in the area. You yeah. know, so you get people cussing you out, the dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was one area, one one location I was at. It was this dude. He was talking big shit about how he came from California and worked in the repossessions and was in shootouts. So we go do a... Uh, we go do a repo, you know, well, go pick some furniture up. And one of the dudes show his gun to him. And this dude almost had a heart attack. How the dude show my gun? I'm like, man, you do, you the one that was just talking all this shit saying you got shot at in the repossession. Bro. Everybody's a tough guy until you put him out in the field. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, like I said, I've only been, I've had whatever. I've always tried to control the situation. There's only one time I didn't, well, couldn't control it. When uh, was that? I was, I was working with Speedway with Mondo. Uh-huh. Shout out to mine now. Um, <laughs> uh, make sure to check out podcast on Mondays. Um, cheap plug. That's what we do. Anyways, I knew. Um, he um, um, there's a guy named Larry. I don't know his last name. He dresses a woman during the day, right? He worked with him. No, he was a customer. Okay. He always had a problem with his TV, but he was a cross dresser. Okay. People like, oh, F Larry, right? <laughs> we had a couple of those up in on the bike. But here, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. A dude came around from his apartment building and said, hey, come here. Come yeah. here. Started lifting up his, yeah. like, he's going to rob me, right? Yeah. No, we're not making fun of the cross dressers. No, we're not. Okay. Because you're going to see why here in a second. I'm banging on Larry's door like I'm the cops. Yeah. Larry, someone's going to get me. He's like, what? What is wrong with you? I was like, hey, someone outside they just tried to jack me. He's like, and he grabbed his gun, cocked. It's like they ain't gonna fuck with you, and he went out after. Day. So, Larry helped me that day. Okay. So that's why I was like, and and that's the funny part is, he's he's like, he, he's just out there yelling, screaming. I'm like, Larry, come! It ain't that deep. Come back in. Like I can't have you get shot <laughs> over me. You should have went in and grabbed what you needed. <laughs> I fixed his TV or whatever. Okay. I took care of whatever he needed. Yeah, and but yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the things that always it, it's always funny is like uh, other than that, there's no need to because you know life's full of ego. But in yeah. in music, there's a lot of ego. Acting is a lot of ego. Have you had to navigate through a lot of that with with egos and things like that? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I say, hmm. 
sporadically you get the the those that just don't care and want you to bow down and you would just have to be like look i'm not fucking going for your shit so you better back your ass up sometimes you just have to get aggressive and be candid in the moment other people you can just look over them or for me personally i can just look over them or just not respond to them but there are those ones that are just more than pushy yeah i um so and that's one of the things that was always weird to me was um is when you try to do things with people and you don't know yeah. what they're in it for. Yeah. Like what, what what's their um like are they in it just for the end results instead of the grind? And I think that's something we talked about earlier. Um I think that uh being humbled and that and that's where we go back to the full circle is like I sent you those beads and like I was like, Cool, like that's where I need to go, go from there. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to be humble because no one's going to come out. Very few things you come out the gate and be great at. Yeah. That, that you, and they are, then they're always one of the greats. So, I mean, uh, everything take a little practice. If you want to be great at it, you have to practice. I mean, people don't understand practice is where you are allowed to mess up. You know, it's practice. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I enjoy. I try to do, um, try to go through and learn something new every night from from the programs and everything that i'm doing the do you um how so you split your time between music and then the stage yeah um have you wrote a play or directed a play or did any of that because i always try to go behind the scenes it's just me but have you tried to direct it or write one yet no not yet i have yet to write or direct Neither one of them. I've always wanted to direct. I I still write. We have a small yeah fifteen minute movie uh-huh. that I started writing. Um, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Now but, I, I believe I can write. I just haven't. I, I I never take. I don't take the time to sit down and actually sit down and think about writing a movie. I don't even know how to format a movie. I mean, I know how to read a script, but. I never really pay attention to the format of it. And it's so weird on the script. It's like nighttime, exterior, (laughs) house. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, this is what they're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write this and then then I'm going to get the, by then there's going to be a program where you can scan it and it's going to put it the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, But I just want, I have a couple goals this year I want to do is, is have one of my beats put on a song and someone use it. And then um, make that make that. Fi- it's only going to be like 15, 20 minutes, which is still a lot of work to do. 15- I mean, you know, how long it takes for a four minute. Hell yeah. So and but we're that's one of the things we're trying to go. I had another one wrote, but it was a little bit more um, <laughs> out to lunch. Yeah, it was called Six Months or whatever. Okay. And the concept was based off like true events, like, um, for example, um, I used to take um. Not Prilosec. There was that heartburn medicine that was taken off the shelf or whatever just here recently. was But anyways, it was linked to cancer. And I took it almost every day. Damn. And I was like, well, shit. And then and then Purdue Pharmaceuticals got hit with the... Because they were pushing oxys. Right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, and then when they got busted by the government for... Damn, like, I missed that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they got busted, they filed bankruptcy. Right, because they protected their assets, right? So the yeah. concept of the movie was basically the things that they gave us caused cancer, and when they were held accountable, they filed bankruptcy, and then they were able to still cash the CEO out. Thirty million board members still made their money. Everybody else is dying, had nothing from it, right? But we're going to get our money back. Hmm. So in a couple of scenes, we had wrote and stuff like that. So but I don't think we're ready for explosions. Yeah. Because I really had the scene where they, we dug a ditch. Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. It was just because it came from a it came from a place of like, I mean, we've all known people that have overdosed. We've known people that have died. Yeah. And we've known that people skated by because, and I was at my doctor this week today. I'm putting this out tomorrow. And I was talking to him about um, controlled substance. I take one every day. And he was yeah. talking about how he didn't, he refused. Shit, I'd like to take one every day. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would. He refused to get into the dirty game of it. Like the people come around like, oh, Oxy will do this. This perk. And he's like, no, nah, nope, I'm staying at this low level. Yeah. I, 
and I'm not doing this. And then he was, he was talking about, I tried to get him on the show, but he's like, I already, he already has enough hate as it is because he went a different route. Um, and then telling the stories about how, um, he just named off all these doctors. Not he didn't name the doctors. He didn't. He was telling me stories of doctors in yeah. Indiana, yeah. back alley deals at two in the morning, um, rooms full of needles and sexual favors and things like that. And so um, we know it's. I, I've heard of stories. So West Virginia was one of the worst. Hmm. Had people hanging out outside at five, six in the morning, and then. He come write him scripts, and they would, you know, like pay him off the, you know, yeah. pay him for the scripts, sexual favors for the scripts. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm about some of those ladies who need some of those scripts, bro. <laughs> like I, I'm not that hard up. No, nah. no, nah. <laughs> I don't, I don't need no strawberry rolling up there. Saying, well, maybe you need a nice little uh, around the world. Oh man, I'm good. Um. It, is what was the last um because i see I, I follow you on social media obviously and we're yeah. friends on there what was one of the last plays that you did last plays that i did um it had to be like because there was one i always see we guys are still practicing practicing and and there was one that was like it ran for a little bit didn't it well that wasn't a play that was a, a film we were shooting it's uh currently in the process uh it uh it'll be out soon it's getting edited his name is uh Jay Rails. He's a he's a well known what do you call it? Uh, videographer. Does good work. Uh shout out to him. It's uh the the name of it is Taxes, Death and Trouble. So No, I did I did see that one, yeah. Okay. I okay. did see that one on there. And is that will it be the one of the first movies you put out or do you have other ones that you've been on? I have other ones that I've been on. Yeah. Another one is called Four Twenty. That one was produced by TGD Productions. Um, it's crazy how I got that. I don't. He called me like basically three, four days before the uh, movie was about to be filmed, and he was like, "Bro, I need you to, I need you to be somebody in a movie. I mean, in a film." I'm like, "All right, that's cool with me." He told me it was a small part, so went did the filming, went to go see the movie, and I'm like. In over half of the movie, I'm like, dude, you told me this is a small part. What's it like being on? Even what's it like being on a, a movie set, even if it's whether it's big or small, type caliber. Uh, you have to have patience. You have to have patience. I mean, you have to get your shots in. Everybody's getting different shots, so. You really have to have patience, uh, no phones, and you just basically sitting there. Doo, 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 doo. You could be going over your lines or, you know, quietly or as loud as possible with as much emotion as possible. So different things you could be doing. Because they're long days, right? Because mm -hmm. you, if if you're needed on the set, you cannot, might be like midnight before you get started where you need to be at. It all depends on how things are going. Yep, yep. Or it just depends on the budget of the film, you know, whether you have a nice trailer or whether you just, you know, somewhere in a locker room waiting or, you know, just in this person's house or wherever you are waiting just really depends on the budget. You ever just showed up, had to go to, like, they're like, hey, this is where the location is, and you show up, and you're just some, it's just so random. Like, you just, like, I don't know, I think that'd be, because a lot of it's low budget, right? Well, some of it. The most random, I would say, with the tax of death and trouble is this one scene, or one particular house we shot at, it was in a, it was like, way way up north Hamilton what's up there Hamilton County was it like Fishers Westfield type area <sighs> past Fishers what's past Fishers uh, I think that's like Connor Prairie what's, yep I think you're talking about yeah what is that Hamilton that's not Hamilton is it um, but anyway it was houses over there and it was million dollar homes and we were shooting and like that, that's it's caramel caramel mm -hmm. that's caramel mm -hmm. oh, okay we were over there like 140 like 144th 146 yep i know what you're talking about yep. okay yeah over in that area and man it was just nice 
Yeah, that's where my doctor's practice is up there. Okay. It is, yeah. yeah. It's like the only place you get lost, and you're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Because all there yeah. is is one side of the road is all hospitals on, over there, and then the other side is all these houses. And houses. Be like, be like, oh, yeah, just go ahead and go right over there. Trees. Roundabouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you see the little frolicking rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you happy to be there. Mm-hmm. You feel good good about yourself. Yeah, and yeah. all the shrubs are evenly lined up. Yeah. Man, it's like. Look at the grass line. It's nice. I know. <laughs> and then, um, so you're uh, um, up in a, like a really big house, really like a million dollar home. Mm-hmm. See, that freaked me out because I, I, I grew up, I grew up poor, and I was always afraid to break something, and I couldn't afford. We it. actually did it in two of them. Two of them. Yep. And that's and that's so and that's so because like, so much goes in the movie location scouting and mm-hmm. can we use this house? We allow us to use this house. Yep. And anything with like you know we the I felt AP on a few video shoots, and so much work goes into it even before you start filming. Yeah, set up time, and you have to get to uh, you blocking down, and you got markings, and it's just man. And, uh, yeah, I think that's why I like uh, making music and then doing podcasting mm-hmm. more than I th- yeah. that's that's so many moving parts. Yep, and then in filming you gotta. It just really depends on if it's a day film and you want to get a lot of shoots in before the sun goes down, and it's man, it's a lot of factors that go into it. I remember when yeah, AP took our photos of the boys, and he was just like, "All right, we got got this lighting, that lighting, we got to get the and, and just even just for taking stills, it's it's um, in shutter like shutter speed and and you know yep. and, and yeah, and that's where I was like. You know, just learning what I've learned now and the things I've done, and then like I'll go work with AP and Ryan. I'm like these these cats are like light years ahead. I mean, I know I'll get there and that's fine, but I don't think they realize how much they know. <laughs> Man, it just just being in the same area or just even in a room when somebody like that yeah. does it, you you pick up small bits. Like when you're on your own, you'll be like, oh, okay, so this is what he was doing. And, you know, you're like, oh, okay, so this is how he did that. But, I mean, it's good watching people that know how to do it. Yeah, we were over there, Ryan's the other um, Tuesday night, and, and then he was playing one of my beats, and he was like, do you hear that? And Because he was like, you didn't play any bass. And I was like, well, I was trying not to go with any bass in that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, now. And then he's like, and he showed me, like, by adding yeah. just a little bit. Yeah what it did to it and i was like whole and just in in that just seeing that and just, yeah like if you're around somebody who's talented at something and if you want to be in it spend all the time you can if they allow yeah, you to definitely because they definitely show you what they know what, what what they know if you if you work with if you if you're around passion if you're around someone who's passionate about something it's it's so much more fun yeah so much more fun yeah. than being around somebody who was like uh yeah and you you have to be driven off passion and you can tell the difference between the people that are passion driven and driven by greed and man it's terrible <laughs> working with gritty people and self centered people and obnoxious people and and that's why um my relationships will work and not work yeah is i mean i've always been told that i have an issue with people <laughs> like i i just like if you got to be on time yeah but i mean sometimes during film you just got to work with people that you really don't care for you have to make it work oh i sit through a show the other day producing one with someone i did not want to be in the room with <laughs> I, I, and they're not gonna listen to this yeah. but i sat here for an hour <laughs> just sat here and and uh and i was just producing yeah i wasn't you know i was, I was checking volumes and you know i don't was, was mm-hmm. even say what show it's on or whatever yeah okay someone's like who was it they anyways but i sat here yep because they're yep. they're not my shows I'm yeah. not, i don't mean in a negative way but like they come here and I make sure that, you know, I produce it. That's what I do. Um, but, you know, and I just, and still, though, it's still my house. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know, I mean, you so that's the hard regulate. part. That's the hard part. I think even if this studio was at an actual building, I would just be like, this is still my house, right? Because yeah. I pay for it, you yeah. know? And uh, it's just, I was just sitting there going, man, I just want, I was just, I was like, nope. Because I, I, I'll talk on those shows too. Like, hey, I'll look stuff up, do stuff or whatever. Yeah, give you the, look, give nope. me input here. My and mic, there. my mic was over here, <laughs> and I just sat there and just stared. Yep, yep. And afterwards, I was like, 
and they were like, hey, I appreciate you doing that. And I was like, I know. But because he kept saying my name, and I was like, man, keep knocking on the devil's door. I'm yeah. going to answer this. And I made a huge popularity of a show for being a dick. But I didn't. I just sat there and just. So imagine having to really interact with somebody that you just really don't care. You have to basically force yourself to forget that you don't care for this person. Oof. Have you ever, ever, and obviously, have you ever, like, had to be, and that, that means acting with or just on set with? A little bit of both. So have you been in a situation where you had to act with somebody and you just wish they fell off the face of the planet? Yep. Oof. That's, yep. that's so much more tough. Yeah. Because we're, like, man, I mean, I really do not care for this person. Their attitude, just their demeanor, their existence, you know, it's, it's, it's bad to... I'm not gonna say hate. I I never not I, once hated a person. But I, I mean, like I said, if I don't hate my real father who left at six, then yeah. do I have a reason to really hate anybody else? Yeah. It's just that in particular that that particular person. Just I really don't care to be around them. God, that's tough. I mean, because we're 45 minutes into you know, we maybe got another 15 minutes here and we're done, right? Not, yeah. And and we actually like each other. Yeah. But I could ima- <laughs> could imagine if you're 15 hours standing next to each other you know i know you get breaks whatever but still though like yeah it's like working in an environment it's like working at you know almost i don't know i can't even think of a, like a job like i guess if you're cops and you're both you can't stand each other yeah your partner you oh yeah ricky partner or something how they portray it in movies oh man i couldn't yeah that's brutal and you try, but see i guess that's different it's because you're trying to make something that everybody you got the, the the process you're doing you're trying to make something you can't stand each other but you're trying to make something great where we can't tell there's animosity yeah so i mean and that that's i mean if you can pull that off you can't stand each other then that's some great acting right there mm-hmm. i just do that in my everyday life so <laughs> <laughs> good to see you charlie oh, it's good man. to see you how are the kids hey, we you, walk, you walk away and you're like fuck those kids you need to ask it moy moy's the one that told me i was a sociopath yeah moy's funny because moy's like you're the only guy that i know like you could tell someone that they're a cocksucker and they're like okay i see your point Maury's crazy. Yes, he is. He said you're crazy, but he's the crazy one. Oh, he's he's my type of crazy. <laughs> Both of you guys, are dude, crazy as shit. We that's why we can't be together in the same room a lot. Yeah, because I'm like, hey, you think I can pull this off? I was like, yeah, you can. I was like, all right, I'm gonna say it. Watch, I'm gonna say it. You and want the, me to say it? <laughs> and look, the bromance is almost signing. Oh man, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, um, he has three kids now. Yeah. And uh, his son's name is the same as mine. Yeah, right. Yep. He named my oldest is Luciano Anthony L U C I E N O. Um, his uh, third because uh, there's Colby and then his oldest and then um, his baby is named Luciano L U C C I E N O. Dang. Yeah. Nice. I was just like, I was, I was like, you're Asian and you gave your kid an Italian name. He's like, well, you're not. Italian. I said, my wife is. <laughs> her middle, her her uh, maiden name is Ragone, R-A-G-O-N-E. At okay. least we have something in common. Yeah. Uh, it could be worse. We'd just be making up names. I'd love to just to make up a name just to see the nurse go, what the fuck is this? Man. Hey, I believe that Well, we, were, we used to work too, and you're like, uh, you, yeah. you got, yeah, and I, like, I was getting there. Favorite, My favorite one was Janet Jackson. That It was J-A-N-E-T Jackson. I don't remember her. I'd be like, hi, is Miss Janet? Is this Miss Janet? Uh, that's Janae. Oh, I remember her. <laughs> and I said, is it spelled J-A-N-E-T? Do we need to change it? She's like, do you have that little thing oh, over top man. of the end? I remember her. And I was like, even if you put that on top of the end, it still does the same Janae. Yeah, I remember her. It's Dang. not Janet. It's Janae. And she she was an attractive lady, right? She was. Yeah, I remember attractive. Yeah. And she would come in, but if you called her Janet, man, and all every new guy or every new girl we hired back here in accounts, they'd be like, "Hi, can I speak to Janet?" And she's like, "Ah, I think that was a setup. That's the setup. That's the newbie <laughs> setup for you guys, dude. We did a lot. Uh, yeah, that's the Richard. You were. we were still the best store though, the board Yeah, guys, yeah, because we got away with whatever. Yeah, that was a nice store to work at. Because uh, I love Ben. I love Ben. He just had his second baby. Okay, um, nice. 
Um, is he still in there? No. Okay. No, I'm they hurt. they uh, basically said he could take a demotion or they were going to give him six months severed. She said, six months. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have offered me six months, yeah. I'd be like, well, you can have six months. I'm like, nope, six months. I don't even want to hear what the other part is. Yep, six you months. Tell me, you can tell me you can give me the cure to cancer, and I'm still taking that six months. So what did they do with his role? Uh, they gave it to another guy who then eventually got let go, and then I don't even know. Moy was over there today. Um, like I said, there's one of my good friends I think might be taking over my old store. I hope he does. I'm excited for that one. Okay. Uh, I think Miss Liz went back up there and worked. Mm. Uh, Miss Liz, um, she's like she was one of the favorites. I know Frank is still there. Frank's gonna go roots there. <laughs> like he's like he, I, when Moy left, and I was like, I was trying to think about who I still knew that worked there. I knew Denny, um, and then um, Anastasio, Chris. Um, those are the two, and and then I um, I think old man Dave's still there. Dave? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How somebody black hat and killed him? Yeah, I don't know. Wow, Dave is still there. Dave, they. I used to think Dave was an accidental racist, but I'm pretty sure it was just closeted. Man, because you know, an accidental racist might say something they just they just don't know, right? But yeah, Dave's got that holster stuff. Well, Dave was pretty cool. He didn't. He didn't really. Yeah, because say shit to me. That's because he knew he couldn't. He wouldn't say shit to me or you. <laughs> Anybody he couldn't talk shit to, he wouldn't. Because you're always like Dave. You got that soothing voice, Dave. <laughs> Settle down, Dave. Dude, he's old enough to be my dad, and I'm screaming at him at fucking 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, who wants to start the day screaming at 10 in the morning? You know, the funny one was Kevin. Oh, my God. Was he there when you were there? Yep. Fuck him. Why you say that? <laughs> he knows why. Oh, man. We scare him with a mouse. Oh my god. He well he's built like Rashid Wallace with Down syndrome though. Rashid Wallace with Down syndrome. Kevin Kevin got a big ass head. He does. Always have broken glasses. Always late for work every day. <laughs> oh and man. Helped him out and then got him another job somewhere else and then man and did some bad shit and then he uh and he still wants to be Facebook friends. Damn. He didn't know I saw the evidence. Like I saw the text. He did. I, I'm just telling it right now. Like right now at 8:44 on Thursday, I saw those texts. Yeah. They, they, you didn't know they existed with you with the pictures of that box on me. Damn. That's why you haven't heard from me. Damn. You try to. You lie to me. Damn. And that's and that's one thing that's the worst part about me is I try to help people too much. I get it. I, but if I can help, I want to help. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's one kid. I should just left him in the dirt. I should have left him in the dirt. Man, somebody tried to uh, blame me for taking some stuff over at Washington Street, and it was really them. Mm-hmm. Found multiple accounts. Yep, that's what they did. They did one to me, and they said that I knew about it. I didn't ever knew about it. Yeah. Never knew about it. Come to find out, they did, after the uh, tracing, they found whoever it was, uh, what they said. It was a old customer, and they had multiple accounts under that customer. Well, a couple customer had multiple accounts. Yeah, and so they would add on another agreement without them knowing. And if somebody had my code to discount things, like if they watched me put it in, and then my code was active a little bit, so if they had it or whatever, then they could do what they did. Yeah, yeah. and then, dude, you know how many? Dude, we we had so many customers there. We had so many things going on at once. I can't watch every little thing. But shit, man. The cameras, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how would you, you know, how would you get past that shit? Because it only goes back 30 days. Damn, didn't know that. Most DVR, (laughs) most DVR (laughs) only go 30 days. I thought it was, you know. So they go 30 days and then they erase and then they start over, erase and start over. Damn. But very few, but some high tech ones, if they put money into them, they'll, they'll actually go back 90 days. Okay. But most places that don't have money, yeah. they're only going to go back 30 days. I did not know that. Or they're not even recording at all because they don't teach people in the stores how to do it because they're afraid of what will happen. But if you don't know what's going on, then how are you going to fix the problem? But then again, I'm happy I'm gone there. I gave them 80, 85 hours a week of my soul. Oh, my God. They paid me good. They paid me good, but they took like 20 years on my life. 
They didn't pay me good shit. I, ain't, I don't want to tell you what I was making. <laughs> Wait, I hired you, didn't I? Yeah. Hashtag my bad. <laughs> Damn. Hey, man, we got to go outside. So uh, <laughs> so what, what I want to do is we're going to wrap it up. Uh, what I want you to do is real fast. Do you have anything coming up to promote? Anything you want to do to promote coming up? Uh, coming up, the only thing I want to promote is the Texas Death and Trouble. We have a song coming out called uh, Good Life. Uh, we have a, a video shoot for that song coming out, Boss Night. Um, everything is going good right now. So, so, and we're gonna play the work featuring, right? This is what we're gonna play out to. Yep. I saw this video, and then I'm like, I'm friends with that guy. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna lie. I get happy when I see my friends do stuff. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to be. If your friends do stuff for your family, be happy for them. Yeah, don't be a cunt. Yeah, that's why I've been I, watching a lot of British television. They use that word a lot. It felt good seeing you on the podcast, and you actually, you know, that that vid, that, not the video, the uh, your headshots look yeah. good. With AP, you in the suit. AP, um, I love that photo. Yeah, and, and then there's two photos. There's one in the suit, and then there's one with my hair up real high. Uh huh. So when we went to go shoot for the BJ Robbins project, which I, I don't do, this is kind of like the BJ Robbins project, but I'm not going, I just say it's flyover cause that's my channel or that's my media company that I have. And I love it. So we did the pictures in the, the suit AP did them, did a great job. And then, uh, and then I was reaching in and I pulled out, um, my pops is, um, memorial paper. Yeah. I hadn't worn it since he, the day, you know, that he's buried. So all the shit just started running through my head and I was like, Hey, I got an idea. So we stripped it off, got down to my white shirt, pulled my hair all the way up, said, hey, for this photo, what I want to do is I want I want to look like that dad who is tired, everything, but I want to capture that. But we're not but we're not allowed to show that emotion. And that was the that was the meaning behind that photo. Did you have on a white T shirt? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I've it went from the too. suit to that one, but be be able to explain the story in in the way that like I've learned from AP is how he's taught me how to do that story like all right where are you pulling this from yeah the beat i played for you um it's called in the days but it's really it was like one night missing my pops and i started making seeing hearing the pianos that's where that beat came from was actually okay. from thinking about my pops yeah well a lot of stuff is tied into your emotions man especially you know i'm emotional i hate to admit I, most people don't know that i am overly emotional <laughs> but entertainment is you know emotion it's, it's a lot of pull on your emotions as far as entertainment goes, whether it's music, whether it's acting, it's all emotional. And and I told, um, um, I told Davey, I said, Hey, if you make this, like, that's where that beat came from. Yeah. I said, this, so that gives you kind of like something inspiration, whatever. That's yeah. where that beat came from. And he's like, wow, I appreciate that. And, um, but yeah, I love, um, I'm not a big fan of my photo taken. we all know that. Cause I always wear black. Now I've been working wearing, wearing this hat or whatever. Uh, but AP is a brilliant man. He's like my partner. Ryan's brilliant. Uh, wouldn't be here without Moy either. He's the one, me and him used to write that show while sitting there fucking at work while we're making calls. We used to write, hey, what about this topic? So yeah. he's, um, there's four, like four member, four original that started this, me, AP, uh, Ryan, and then Moy. So, and it's, it's, we had a lot of help. You came okay. on. Um, that was the uh, that was a long time ago when I came on the first time. <laughs> You're like, hey, I got to go. And I'm like, what? I was like, did I not? <laughs> it was the, it was so funny. <laughs> You're the only person ever during the podcast like, yeah, I get going. <laughs> I was like, that's why I asked you, like, hey, you got time? <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> no, if you have anything to give to the studio that you want to put, we'll hang it up. And then I just like telling those those old man stories, like, yeah, like where the sticker came from, where that okay. came from, because okay. it's 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 been a long journey in four years, you know yeah definitely switching jobs some. losing my pops yeah not talking to you know not seeing the same friends and family every day yeah so um but you got that coming out and then um you got the movie coming out shooting a music video for that where do you want people to find you at if you want them to go follow you you can find me on uh facebook king charming you can find me on instagram king charming 11 uh you can find me on twitter don't really be on there a lot you can find me on YouTube. Everything is King Charming, so it's just King Charming around the board. And how you spell that is C-H-A-R-M-I-M? Yep. King Charming, like Charming, everybody. Is it Charming? I'll be like, yeah, P- no. P- 
I know. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know what the, what the fuck yeah. is this. Like, yeah. I know I'm not gonna say this wrong because yeah. I want to be like, yeah. Everybody says Mr. Charmin. That's not very nice. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, um, on a little detail here, a little breakdown. So, we're going out to Trillion Cuts work featuring Trap and King. I was waiting for you to say it. Work featuring Trap and King. No. Um, where was this shot at? Uh, this was shot at. It was shot at his house. Traps. Yep. The dude with uh, dreads. The they call him Wicks. That's he's from Florida. So. Yeah, this was shot at his house. The um, and then this was sh- this was shot in Indy. Yep, here in the city. See, I love those videos in the city, and I'm always like, oh yeah, I go down by that road. Yep, it's on the east side. And then you show other people like, yeah, I don't, I don't go. They're like, I never been over there. Like, yeah, I bet you haven't been over there. You drive by it. Like we had one that was over on the. Matter of fact, we did um, we did uh, what was it that we used to do? With the door tags. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were, door, door tags. We would leave just reminders. Of- yeah, we, we we did it in that area. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we would put up flyers and flyering. Yeah, that too. The door tags and flyering, yeah. Now, what was that process called again? What was that? When we would go out and knock on doors. Oh, uh, field visits. Yeah, field visits. We did field visits in that area. And then someone asked me, like, why do you feel safe going to those areas? It was like, because they don't kill white people. And, he was like, <laughs> and, and, and someone thought I was joking. I was like, no, no. Like, And I asked one of the customers, like, hey, why is it safe for me to go to your house at 845 knocking doors? Like, yeah, we don't kill white people. It brings too much attention. Man. Scared the new hire. Scared him to death because he was black. He was scared. <laughs> He's like, but they shoot me. I was like, hey, that's not my problem. Hell nah. You got to break in the new guys. Yeah, hey. I don't want. I don't want to want to be tough guys. Just knock on the door, be respectful. Don't be like Q and try to uh, start fights with people. If you remember him, Q. Yeah. Uh. Cross. Oh Q. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Q. Yeah. Yeah. He's. How's he doing? Is he all right? No, no, he's not all right. Damn. He's uh, he's <laughs> he wasn't a big fan of the Black Lives Matter <laughs> Damn. Like to the point where I I got comments. <laughs> sent to me by Moy and I was like he's like did you fucking read this I was like yeah I was like I don't know what to do right now I was like uh like I don't understand it he works around black people all the time and never had any issue or nothing like that yeah that was another closet he was I just think he just something something bad happened to him and he's just like and I like the comments on he put on certain social media posts is like I have to back myself away from this yeah well that's fucked up yeah but it's amazing what people uh all right, I'll say, and if he listens to this, Q, I'm sorry. This is what happens when you have people that are uneducated. Not that, that I'm not saying he's uneducated in a school way. He's a very bright person, but yeah. uneducated in everything that really was yeah. going on. Yeah. And also is if you don't use critical thinking, then that's the problem. Yeah. Critical thinking is dead. You think because your mom posted something on Facebook, it's like, oh, by the way, this is going to happen. No, no, it's not. No, your mom doesn't work for the government. She doesn't. Yeah. She may. She. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Let's hope not. So we're going to go out to this song work. Um, okay. Like I said, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no uh, problem. No and then, problem. Like I said, I'm hoping we can work on some of those projects in the future. Uh, this, I hope you guys are all having a great Friday. If not, it's not my problem. Uh, but uh, like I said, we'll talk to you later, kids. All right. <laughs> It's time to put in work. Vanessa nigga like this fucking clock don't work. Bags under my eyes, ain't no sleep, it's time to work. Head on the swivel just in case this shit don't work. Boy, it's time to work. 
call him right now, nigga, what you tryna do? He told me how to get it, told me how to stack it too. Gone most my life, but shit, it made me stronger too. My brother taught me all about this music shit. Yeah, nigga, least it do you want this shit. Nigga even taught me how to pimp a bitch. Let her sing the hook and then she'll suck your dick. I, I, I done caught the bus just to get a little flippin'. Let me hold your car, not a little nigga whippin'. Since gave me the wheels, man, you know she ain't trippin'. I forgot her food, damn the little nigga trippin'. But that's a nigga like this fucking clock don't work. Bags under my eyes, ain't no sleep, it's time to work. Head on the swivel just in case this shit don't work. Boy, it's time to work. Chase, I'm all about a profit. I got no time to conversate if money ain't the topic. This paper to accumulating, you can bet I'm clocking. Cause sitting on my ass is not a motherfucking option. A season vet, I chase a check and flex without a muscle. I throw weight on the bench and do some reps, but I don't struggle. On the humble, not trying to sound cocky, but I know I'm cold. Get your money up. Shop with trillion, I got cuts for the low. My beats and pen is tremendous, so sick it makes suckers hate. On the quest for success, I let nothing get in the way I'm chasing millionaire problems Like which car am I gon' drive today? That's why I punch the clock and finesse that bitch I ain't got it's time, time to, to play that work Finesse a nigga like this fucking clock don't work Bags under my eyes, ain't no sleep, it's time to work Head on the swivel just in case this shit don't work Boy, it's time to work But bitch, I'm clocking in Sensei. And when the nigga try me, it's gon' be a bad dizzy. Can't have too much money, well, I'm tryna OD. A nigga grinding, working hard like it's double OT. Now you can ask around the city, everybody know me. And ever since I was a youngin', bitch, I been a OG. Work, work, that's all a nigga know. What I caught them sit for long, when I get the shit, it goes. Rob, who know I think not of you on beef, it's not a problem. See me pull up with that chopper, put it to your umbrella. It's time to put in work. Vanessa nigga like this fucking clock don't work. Bags under my eyes, ain't no sleep, it's time to work. Head on the swivel just in case this shit don't work. Boy, it's time to work. But bitch, I'm clocking in.